This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to episode six of Not Another Derby County podcast. We're once again injury struck this week and uh, I'm joined by Lawrence. Hello. And Adam. Hello. So this week we're going to be discussing the highs of the last week and the lows of the last week. Um, it's never easy being a Derby fan. It's a bit of a roller coaster at times. Uh, we're going to kick it off with the 1-0 win against Bristol City. Um, Lawrence, what did you make of the game? Well, I thought we, we started very well, obviously, with the goal in the fourth minute. And um, and then just, just as soon as Bieler got injured, that was it. It was just downhill, wasn't it? We just couldn't carry on the way we were playing. It just, I don't know, it really impacted us, didn't it? Yeah, I, I think it was one of those where Bielik went off and we just seemed to lose something. I mean, we did lose something. We lost our best player. And I think it was quite obvious. Max Bird's a good player, but when he came on, our, sort of, our attacking threat dipped and we looked like we were going to batter them, you know, score a few goals. And then, yeah, obviously, Bielik's unfortunate injury um, has cost us. Adam, um, what did you think of that Lee Buchanan assist? It was amazing. It was like Fozzie from 2014, but <laughs> it was beautiful on the ground, but it curved on the ground mm, straight to Kazim Richards at the back post. Brilliant, brilliant goal. Yeah, I, th- I think it's one of those those goals where it, it looks much more simple than it is. I mean, you look at the ball that came across from Buchanan, what a ball that was to put it sort of in the corridor of uncertainty. Um, and then Kazza Richards' movement, you see his movement, he started running before Buchanan even played the ball because he knew it was coming. He knew where think, it was going to go. I think really mentioned, didn't he, that his movement wasn't good enough. And then I think he yeah. must have been working on it and training with him. Yeah. yeah. And it's good that a, a player of that sort of age as well can can improve. Shows yeah. that... Under the right management, I think any manager can improve. But that Bielik injury, I think that's that's the big one, isn't it? And I think I think that's going to cost us in the long run massively because yeah. he wasn't just the best player in our team. He was statistically the best player in the league. And when you lose the best player in the league, it puts you in a bit of a precarious position. Of the players... Especially a team like Derby. Yeah, especially yeah, in exactly, the position yeah. we're in as well. Um, Adam, who do you think out of the current squad, is most likely to replace him? Well, I think it depends on where Bird plays and where Benny Benningheims plays as well. <laughs> but I've butchered that. depends where he plays as well and what position he takes up in the squad and how good he is. Yeah. I think it depends on that, really. Yeah, I think he's he's one of those players where he's a bit of an unknown quantity, isn't he? We'll get onto transfers in a minute. But yeah, he, is, he does seem like a bit of an unknown quantity. What were you going to say, Lawrence? I think whoever does get the get the role, uh, they've really got an opportunity to just 
nail it down as their own now. Like Max Bird, it's really his time to just nail down a place in the first team. So this is a really good opportunity for him, really. Yeah, I think I think that's the best way of looking at it, isn't it? Really. Um, obviously, it's devastating with lost Bielik. He's a massive player for us. He's one of those players where, when you have him fit and you have him firing, he does carry up the league and he does win you points. He say it on his own, but he does, doesn't he? And having someone like that in the team and then losing them is going to be a, a really big blow. But it is a good opportunity for another player to come in and prove why they should be playing in the team. But um, also, I'm really good for Bielik himself because it must be so hard to go through two in two years. It's, it yeah. must be horrible for him. Yeah. Now he's like running for the Euros as well, isn't he? Yeah, so exactly. that was a chance for him to really announce himself on like an international stage and get all the big clubs looking at him. So it's, yeah. it's a shame for him, really, isn't it? it? I saw some people saying for a selfish reason, it means that no one will see him play at the Euros this summer and we'll keep hold of him <laughs> for longer. Yeah. But um no, it's devastating for him and hopefully he'll um he'll come back stronger. Because he did yeah. once and I'm sure he can do it again. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm sure Kamali Shviak will share the same sentiment because he was the reason he came, wasn't he? Mm. But yeah, so past the, the depression of Bielik's injury, on to transfer deadline day. What a weird what a day. day that was. <laughs> Mental. I mean, really wasn't joking, was he, when he said we're getting a few in? Yeah. I thought it was, yeah, I wasn't expecting it at all. Yes, it, it started off and it was like, oh, we're going to get three in. And then it went yeah. up to four. And then it was five. five. Yeah. And uh, I don't know about you guys. I was sort of, I was sat there and it was what, like half 11? Obviously, the, it's closed now. And we tweeted, I can't remember, I think it was uh, Benningheim that we, we, or Banningheim that we just signed at that point. And then the Mangu, admin tweeted. Mangu was the first one. Yeah, Mingu was the first one. I mean, at the end, at the end, oh, like, the right, second yeah. last one, yeah. Oh, okay. And then the admin was like, oh, we've got another one. And Derby yeah. Twitter was going crazy, it wasn't was it? Mental, it was, yeah. It was crazy. It was I was expecting Mangu to be the only one, to be honest. After mm. that was announced, I didn't expect any more. And then yeah. you know, I, I, what I did notice was that all the pictures were taken during the day, so they yeah. must they must have been yeah. done for a while, and they were just leaving them to the last minute to make everyone yeah. ex- more excited. Yeah, I just feel bad for uh, for Derby's admin yeah. having to make like and five I mean, signing announcements. Interviews. Yeah, I mean Bradley having to do all the interviews. I don't think we've we've even got any like training. Or any signing pictures for Patrick Roberts or... Uh, uh, yeah, that, seen, that, that picture yesterday from Patrick Roberts was awful. Have you seen what, when he got subbed on? It's just, he's got like yeah, black yeah. arms, like completely like, just pitch black. <laughs> and then like, it's photoshopped into someone else's face. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't think there was much else they could do, to be honest. Yeah. I think... Uh, yeah, yeah coming quite late. Yeah, coming in at, at that sort of time probably didn't help anyone, to be honest. But no. signings. So we made five signings. We've got Tatum Mengi. Yep. who came in. He looks a talent. He, he looks like a sort of player that can really do something. I've seen some clips of him and he Would looks confident him? on the ball. Well, I, I think we'll get onto that in yeah. a bit after uh, talking about the uh, Rotherham game. Um, Edmondson looks like a solid centre-half. I had a lot of Rangers fans telling me that he was arguably their best defender. Mm. Um, so they, they were gutted about him going. Um, who else did we sign? I forgot now. Banning uh, uh, gone. Yeah, Banning Gaim's another one. Central midfielder. Gregory. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Gregory, yeah. Gregory as well. Um, yeah. And then Patrick Roberts to sort of provide a bit of competition out wide, which I think do we you, really needed. Who do you guys have the highest hopes for out of them five? I think probably Mengi, to be honest. I think he's the he's the youngest out of all of them and he's the one with the highest ceiling. So hopefully he yeah. can push on this half season at Derby and really announce himself. See... For me personally, I think the most important one of all of them is going to be Patrick Roberts. Yeah. Because 
the Ushuaks had a lot of problems this year with regards to being man-marked. Every single game he's man-marked because teams know he's our best creative player. And, you know, they put two or three players on him and it sort of takes him out of the game. If you have Roberts in the team, it sort of takes the pressure off Ushuaks a bit and we've got another option to play because obviously Tom Lawrence has barely been involved. Jordan Ives not been involved. We've been relying on Jason Knight to play out wide or Wagon to play out wide. And neither of them are really, they're not going to beat a man. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to yeah. create something. They've not got a lot of flair. So I think having Patrick Roberts will change the dynamic of the team, albeit didn't do much last night. But I reckon going forwards, we've got a really good chance. But Celtic fans are holding him in high regard, don't they? Yeah. I know Middlesbrough fans aren't really massive fans of him, but he seems to have done well at Celtic and hopefully do well for us as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, his spell at Borough was played by injury as well, which probably didn't yeah. help him. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully he can pick up his form. Mate. Had yeah. It, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. If he found, if he had that form before, he can find it again. You know what I mean? He's yeah. not going to have lost it. So let's see if he can uh, conjure a few things up and hopefully have a good half season. Um, speaking of the new players, we had a game last night. Don't really yeah. want to talk about it. Don't really want to talk about the scoreline. Horrible <sighs> game. You know, another one of those where it's it's a day to forget. Um, Adam, what did you make of it? Oh, it was awful. I didn't. I didn't see. I saw. The, didn't see either the first two goals because the Rams TV cut out. Yeah, same. I, I, I turned in. I tuned in as the third goal went in, and it was a, it was a pretty good goal to be fair. But it was pretty poor defending on all three goals that I've heard. Um, yeah. Whenever Jacob Hackett goes to Rotherham, something bad seems to happen. Mm-hmm. So I think. We can blame it on Jacob. Yeah, <laughs> I, because I, my Ramsey view cut out as well, and I was watching it with Matt Jake on yeah. Discord. He was streaming it to me, and he refreshed it, and it just didn't work anymore. So then he was on, he was on Messenger to your dad. He was streaming it on his phone, on his <laughs> on his computer, he was streaming it on Discord to me. So it was so awful. I literally had no idea. I only knew it, they'd gone in because of your dad's reaction. That was it, Chow? I knew. It was awful. I think, well, unfortunately, mine worked, so I had to sit through all three goals. Um, oh, which yeah it was unlucky um, I do think I, I, I put this on Twitter yesterday I do think that the subs were a risk that we didn't really need to take you know we, we went two up front we took a man out of midfield and all of a sudden the game became very open very stretched and we had a there were a lot of spaces for them to run into and I think especially for the second and third goal that was that was really obvious um, Gregory also missed a sitter. I don't know if you guys managed to see that bit. Yeah, I saw that one. I didn't yeah. see yeah. it. Yeah. Your dad shout with donkey, get him off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was some great football down the line as well. I think it was it was Robertson Byrne down the line. Yeah. And yeah, we, we talking we, about shouting. We did some we did some good stuff and um yeah, just unfortunately we didn't score and then went on to hmm. completely capitulate. Could have been a different but, game. Yeah. What were you we saying, Jacob? Not Jacob. Jacob, you're not Jacob. <laughs> what were you saying, Adam? <laughs> no, talking about shouting, the uh, Rotherham chairman oh, or whatever Rotherham he chairman, was, yeah, shouting, come on, Rotherham, every yeah. five seconds. And then I didn't really hear it. There's him, been a bit of, but I, I didn't hear it the first time, but when I came back into the game and at like, the 80th minute, you could really hear him, mm. yeah, yeah, really they've had a bit of an argument, it? haven't they? Yeah, he yeah. was saying that he was basically calling Rooney a sore loser, but then. You know, if you if you hold yourself in that sort of conduct, I wonder how he would have reacted if we won. Mm. Yeah. If we'd done that whole game, I think that's one of those where he can sort of he can take the 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 win now. He's taking the win, hasn't he? Because he we they won the yeah. game, they beat us, mm. and now it looks like Rooney's just a sore loser rather than 
the fact that he was actually a problem. But yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? Another yeah. one of those. But hopefully they'll go down. <laughs> Not <gonna lie. laughs> stay up. Yeah, <laughs> they've got two games in hand still, which isn't great. Yeah, yeah, um, it, is, it is bad that they've got two games in hand. But then if you look at their team, look at ours, and look at the way we've been playing recently, put the game last night aside, and I think we've got more than enough to stay up. Um, I, I think we'll finish low mid-table now. Yeah, we've just got to keep pushing, haven't we? Just we, we seem to play well against teams that don't sit back. Yeah. And, you know, I think, yeah, we'll, we'll do all right. Yeah, I agree. Um. Any more about any of that? Any any more about the game? I don't really want to say much. The more less about the time spent on that game, the yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. So we'll move on. Um, overall happiness with the club right now. Well, the what transfers, uh, the um, transfers, takeover tactics. is still not. But yeah, ignore the takeover. It, Let's pretend. Yeah. Well, it, it doesn't exist, does it? Yeah. Let's pretend not. it doesn't exist. Yeah. And uh, what do you reckon? I think overall we're doing all right. Um, yeah, I think that we've got a good chance to finish in a decent position this season, as I've just said. Um, and yeah, as long as these, I think these only will make a real impact on our season, and mm. we've got a lot more options now. So yeah, I think we're in a decent position. Yeah, yeah, I agree. What I'm a lot. I'm very surprised that Rooney isn't seen as a seen in higher regard as a manager at the moment because he's he's doing very well at Derby. And he's we've well, we lost two games under Rooney, both against Rotherham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think. The, the the run that he went on was insane. And I think at the moment we're just in a really good place in the club, other than financially and everything else. But the re- the results aspect, we're doing all right. On the pitch, we're doing well. Yeah. I yeah. think under Rooney, we've changed the way we play. And I think that's helped us a lot. I do think, I, I wouldn't say I'm happy yet. And I can see why Rooney's not held in high regard, because it could quite easily be that new manager bounce. Because, mm. you know, we've played, what, like 13, 14 games with Rooney as manager. There's yeah. still, you know, it, that effect of, oh, we've got a new manager, we need to work a bit harder now, might still be an operation. But if we get to the end of the season and we stay up, especially if we stay up comfortably, I can't see why Rooney wouldn't be held in quite high regards. And hopefully that would keep us in a good place going into next season. Because I think the last thing we want is to uh, have a season in League One. I think if we can stay up, I think if we, if we can stay up, the the signs that Rooney can draw to the club if we have financial backing is a lot better than what we could get with any other managers that we were yeah. in with. Yeah, but yeah. well, uh, if you look at the transfers we made as well, I mean, we wouldn't have got Mengi without Rooney as our manager. No. You know, we yeah. wouldn't have yeah. got um, Benny. I'm just going to call him his first name because I yeah. always forget his surname. We couldn't have got the midfield of Benny um, if we didn't have Rooney. And oh yeah, that, Everton, they, yeah. those sort that, like. yeah because they played together at Everton yeah. and yeah. those sorts of contacts I think would be he, massive for us going forwards. He knew both of them. He said Mengi said in his interview that he already knew him anyway, so yeah. he literally just like mates them, just invited him out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that'll be beneficial. Right on to the bit where I put you guys under pressure. Here we go. Uh, we got some questions that have come in. Thank you for all your questions on Twitter. Um, the first question is from Ryan Matheson, who says. Can Max Bird play as a number 10? I'm going to give that to Lawrence Perman. Do you think Max Bird is a number 10? I mean, he can play there, but I think he's much more effective deeper in a defensive midfielder role where he can spray it around. And I, I, he's not really got the, the finishing or the yeah. long shooting for a for an attacking midfielder. So I'd prefer him in, in a deeper role, to be honest. Okay, sounds good. Adam, uh, who do you think's better, Keller Roos or David Marshall? Ooh, uh, 
different aspects to their game. But I, I think David Marshall is a better goalkeeper. Yeah, uh, is a decent number two, but he just he's, he doesn't command his area well anywhere near well enough. And Marshall is just very calming influence, isn't he, on the team and, and the yeah. back four. The thing yeah. with Roos, I've never felt confident with him in goal. Mm. I always feel like there's something that could go wrong, and it has in the past. Yeah, so With Marshall, yeah. I feel yeah. a lot more at ease. Yeah, I, I think I'd agree. Right, I've got a question from Darby Mitch, who says, what do you think the issue is with us not being able to beat the teams near the bottom, but then beating the likes of Norwich and Bournemouth? Now, I'm going to answer that one, because I've, I've, I've had a lot of thoughts and a lot of chats about that. I think the big problem is we struggle against compact teams because we don't score many goals. And especially that Rotherham team last night, you know, the pitch they were playing on was quite a small pitch. They played very compact. They pressed us, they harried us. Against teams like that, we always seem to struggle because we can't keep the ball and we can't create many chances. Whereas if you look at games against Bournemouth, they were very open. You know, they let us have the ball when we had the ball. They didn't really press us that well. The pitch was a lot bigger. And that just made it easier for us to hit them on the break. And it made it easier for us to to score goals. But it also, I'd say it probably made it easier for us to defend against them. Because when Rotherham were going forwards, they were always running at us. So, and defenders hate nothing more than when players are running at them and they're having to sort of run towards their own goal. Whereas when Bournemouth were playing against us, they played very much in front of us and they'd sort of keep the ball on the edge of the box while we'd sit in the box and be quite compact and tight. So I think with that in mind, that's probably why we struggle. And I think it'll continue to happen for the rest of the season where we'll we'll end up beating people in the top six Mm. and then end up, you know, losing 1-0 to the teams at the bottom. We've had that for a few years, haven't we? In the Lampard, we had that. Yeah. We kept beating the top teams and losing to the poor teams as well. And yeah. I think we just um, we seem to need the space to exploit it. Mm. If there's no space. We have no. We have no. We have, yeah, we have nothing really. That's the thing. Hopefully, hopefully having Patrick Roberts up there now as well will help us out a little bit because yeah. players like that can create an extra yard of space for themselves. Because so, they can't uh, man mark him and usually out, can they? Yeah, exactly, exactly. No. It does right. seem like when we don't take the lead, sorry, when we don't take the lead in the game, we, we seem to get complacent in the last 15 minutes and just, mm. just throw all the hard work away defensively and yeah. let them let the opposition team do whatever they want. But if we've got something to protect, it seems like we, we have more energy at the end of the game, which is, makes sense. But yeah. you'd, want them to, you'd want them to be able to defend no matter what the score is. I think as well, when we're not winning towards the end of a game, we have to be more open because we've got to put bodies forward to try and score. So I, I think even though we're in the position we're in, we still go into a lot of games as the favourites, even against teams that are what, like six, seven places above us because of the squad we have. So when we're close to the end of the game, we always seem to throw players forward and then always concede to some stupid goal where we lose concentration or someone makes a mistake or... But it does seem to happen a lot less under Rooney. I mean, take last night out of the equation because I think that's that's an anomaly and I think we can sort of rule that out for the rest of the season. But since Rooney's come in, we've been a lot better at that, uh, at not conceding near the yeah. end of the game. Well, wasn't it three, yeah. three one-nils in a row? Yeah. yeah. Brilliant, isn't it, really? Yeah. Exactly. And that's, that's what you need to stay in the league. Right. Lawrence, is Sibley a box-to-box midfielder or a number 10? Uh, for me, he's definitely more of a number ten. He just he's just more attacking minded, isn't he? Defensively, I mean, he works hard, which you need for box to box, but yeah. he's not really disciplined enough either. I don't think he gets a lot of yellow cards yeah. <clears throat> unnecessarily. So I prefer him as a ten. 
Yeah, I think I agree, to be honest. I think you've got to compare to someone like Shinny as well, haven't you? He's exactly. a more of a box player and they're completely yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the thing is as well, to be a box to box midfielder, you've got to have that level of footballing maturity. I think Sibley has all the ability in the world, but from that point of view, you know, he goes into rash tackles. Sometimes he commits too far forwards and then has a long way to come back. And I think over time he'll get there, but you've got to think he's a young lad. And yeah. that's the thing with a lot of the players in our team. They are young lads. A lot of them are very inexperienced. And I think it'll, in a couple of years, these players will be brilliant. And maybe Sibley could be a box-to-box midfielder in a few years. Mm. But at this point in time, I don't think he's got the, the defensive mindset or the footballing maturity to play that role i agree and uh, yeah, yeah, i agree we've got one more question left i'm going to direct this one at you adam this is from brad clough who says do we play lawrence as a 10 in the middle when he's fit because a middle three of night bird and shinny will create next to nothing what do you think um i don't know whether lawrence will even start when he's fit with the new signings that we've brought in i think he'd be more of an impact substitution anyway not that it makes much of an impact but yeah, I can see him starting. I can see him. I think he makes more of an impact when he is a number ten compared to when he's out wide. He just doesn't yeah. do anything when he's out wide. But I don't think he'll make much of an impact no matter where he starts. Okay, so but what if we did start and we had a choice of either playing Bird, Shinny, and Knight as a three, or going to a four-two-three-one and playing Lawrence as an attacking mid? Would you rather play? Right that sort of formation um, with Lawrence in that role or would you rather stay with the three? Because I do I do see Brad's point. I think last night it sort of showed exactly we don't have any creativity in the middle. You know, Knight and Shinny will run all yeah. day but they don't have the ability to play that killer ball. You know, they, they don't yeah. have, they're not that sort of player and Birds doesn't seem to be able to do it either. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. So I'm kind of hoping that Robert springs more. Robert spring more brings more creativity to the squad than what we've already got out wide position. I hope that that kind of add, and I, and also I think Max Berg can improve on his passing and p- could probably fill, fulfill that role. Yeah, not fully, but more than he is at the moment. Would you guys want to see Sibley in the middle instead of one of them three? I, for the reasons I I gave a minute ago, I I don't think mm. I would. I, I genuinely but more, I, not a box to box more like a, an attacking midfielder yeah from a bit deeper yeah I, I don't I think know I prefer Sibley to Lawrence yeah, yeah. you see in, I'm the other way yeah. round I think I prefer Lawrence to Sibley because mm. Lawrence is a frustrating player but you know he's got it you know he's got it in him Sibley had that brilliant run of form and then has sort of vanished ever since and doesn't seem to be the same player he was but when we have played him out of position though, yeah. yeah but then again Playing. there's a reason we've had to do that yeah, you know what I mean? I but yeah, it's one of those where it's all about opinions, isn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. I might think Lawrence is better. You might think Sibley's better. That's that's football, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think the the important person who's whose opinion who matters the most is Rooney's. Yeah. And um, hopefully he doesn't seem to like Sibley, does he? Well, I don't think he well, dislikes he Sibley. Sibley. No, I don't think he does. I just don't think he's got anywhere for him to play. Yeah. You know, I think, we, just the, I think if I was Rooney, I'd have brought him on more often than he has done when he's been on the bench or he's been out of the squad. I think he deserves more t- game time than he's getting at the moment. Yeah, with, I agree but with that. We have been getting the results, but I think he would make more of an impact and maybe we've been buying more goals if Sibley came on towards in the last half an hour, last 20 minutes of games. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And also, I think Rooney said in his interview yesterday, the reason he brought she, uh, him and whoever came, off for, came on for Kazim Richards was just to save Shinny and 
Kazim's legs for next game, pretty much. Yeah. It wasn't really a tactical change, just to give him a rest. So. Well, we were 3 0 down at that yeah, point. Yeah, he'd sort of given up at that point, hadn't he? Yeah. So. Yeah. Can't really blame him. Right. On that note, we're going to end it there. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for watching if you're on YouTube. And uh, hope you did enjoy. If you're not subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. Um, I don't know what, what it does on Spotify. Do you follow? Is that what it is? Is that what yeah, it's called? Follow, you yeah, follow? You follow, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, if you're on, so, yeah. If you're on anything, please follow. Please like, please subscribe. And uh, thank you very much for listening. And from us three, goodbye. Thank you. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.